Alright, welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. Today we're going to do a very important topic that I think is not discussed enough, um, especially with the focus on how hard people are working as opposed to uh, the quality of their workouts, and that is how to tell if you are overtraining. I want to start off kind of with a story for myself on an example of what I did overtraining and how I corrected it. So this was back, I would say, about four or five years ago. I was trying to put on muscle. I was trying to get stronger in my lifts, and I was training probably six days a week. And I would say pretty close to like took the failure was kind of the idea, like working really, really hard, really focusing on trying to make sure that I was, you know, working to 100% in each workout. And I was getting nowhere, to be quite honest with you. Even though I was working really, really hard, I wasn't seeing any difference in size. I wasn't seeing any difference in my strength abilities. I definitely plateaued and plateaued for a while. And I didn't. Well, I was kind of stumped at this point on like what to do. So at this point, I had gotten. I decided to get a coach because my own training was not working very well. So I focused on getting a trainer who knew more about strength and who just simply knew more than me at the time. And the first thing he did was give me a program that instead of six days a week was four to five days a week and was five exercises and two sets of each exercise. So 10 sets total per workout for, you know, a max of five days a week, sometimes four. Now, I kind of looked at this and I was like, this is kind of a joke, especially because it took me like no time to go through. It wasn't a super long warm up either. Sometimes I was out in... 30 minutes or less, and I was kind of looking at this like, okay, like I bought a trainer for this? Like, this is so little and such little work. Am I really going to make any results? Within, I want to say about three months of doing this kind of training, my squat went up 30 pounds, my bench went up 10, my deadlift went up about 25. I don't know my max at the time. It wasn't... Uh, filmed or it was I, I just i hadn't tested it in a while so i don't know for sure but i would say at least 20 maybe 25 pounds so and this was results that i hadn't seen in a long time i'd plateaued quite a bit about six to nine months and basically the reason was is because i was overtraining, which is now something that i look back at and that that's um something that i kind of look as like i can't believe i did that kind of training now because uh, i used a much simpler approach and was able to get results and almost and much faster than i did before so what happened here? Well, let's talk about like what overtrading actually is, because I think there's also a misconception as well, is that essentially in the gym, you don't get stronger or bigger. You sti provide the stimulus for that so that on your rest, your body recovers from that. It's basically creating an adaptation process in the gym. So you fatigue yourself out you worked really hard on certain exercises and then your body's like, wow, that was really hard. We need to use this downtime to adapt and make sure that the next time you go and do that, that you will improve and have the tools that you need, which is essentially um, how training and rest periods work in a very generalized sense. Now for myself, when I was training six days a week, 100%, what that was meaning was very few rest days and very few rest time. So for the muscles that needed to readapt to the stimulus that I was giving. We just simply did not have the time and were constantly over fatigued. So while I had the best intention, I was essentially just making myself more and more tired and not giving myself the ability to adapt from the workouts that I was doing. 
So that is essentially overtrading is when the stimulus of the workouts that you're doing is greater than your ability to recover from it. Now, how to tell if you are overtraining? There's a few ways for starters. There's one is that you're working really hard and not seeing results. I think that is a very... Now, this could also be due to technique and exercise selection, but I would say this is the first step, is that if you're working really, really hard and whatever your strength goal is has not changed or has changed very little. There's usually people who train. You'll see two-a-day two, two two workouts. Uh, you'll see people who talk about how long they are in the gym or they talk about how extreme their volume is. And basically, the higher the volume is, the more recovery and the more experience and skill the athlete has to be so the people who can recover from high intensity workouts all the time also tend to be pretty conditioned pretty experienced and also take uh, extra measures to recover from that training so if you're not that you shouldn't be working as hard as the elite athletes because the elite athletes take very you know larger measures to really be able to recover from that kind of workout uh, the one thing as well is that people who are overtraining tend to get sick a lot and also tend to get injured a lot. Now, I think the injured one is a little simpler to understand because, you know, you're you know, fatiguing and fatiguing and you're creating more stimulus and not enough recovery. That eventually, your body's like, I can't do this anymore, uh, gives up, gets injured, etc. That's a general overexation. I understand that the injury would vary. And depending on what kind of injury, that might not be the best example. But essentially, you've worked too hard for your body to recover. The getting sick one is also very interesting in a sense where your body can only take so much adaptation. And that includes taking care of your general health. Now, if you're constantly over-fatiguing, I think you see this a lot with, again, with the people who do two-a-day two workouts, who do very long cardio, who maybe don't have the recovery that they're looking for that you see them they'll get sick a lot and it takes them a long time to recover and these are also sometimes people who while they're sick will still work out with the idea that they're not going to miss out on any progress in the gym even though they're sick they're like but i still want to still make progress and that again is like you're sick and then you add more fatigue on there so you're running into the issue where you just keep fatiguing and then you keep getting sick and Anybody in the longevity of strength training knows that the longer the periods of time that you can where you don't become sick and you don't become injured will matter a lot more than, you know, really pushing yourself during that sick time. And I also want to talk about it a little bit about recovery as well. So when you look into recovery, you need to make sure that you're doing the right things to recover from it. So this is things like nutrition. This is things like proper sleep. This is things like managing stress. And I want to add as well is that while your workouts provide fatigue, so does everyday life. So as an example, I've had clients who have been in the military or who have a very, you know, high stress job or maybe even a high stress relationship or they have kids things like that there's all you know added stress to more than just the workouts and they will not be able to do as much volume in training as you know someone of a similar life but without those stressors and that's only because even though you have even though like their training might be similar that added stress still counts. So you can't have someone who is, you know, 
um, a trades kind of job and a stressful relationship and doesn't get a lot of sleep and doesn't take care of the nutrition and push them 100% in the gym. This is why a lot of people with, you know, stressful moving around jobs will also tend to train, but they will train less days a week. And part of their training will also be warm up and recovery for their exercise in particular. So if they have a job where they use their back a lot, their training will also be part of recovering and building their back strength and also recovering their back so that they don't get injured at work and so they can become better at work. Now, I think one of the things we can talk about as well is that providing an overstimulus and also providing adequate recovery is key. So I kind of want to talk about this as well, is that if you are overtraining, how to overcome it. Because I think it's very difficult if you come from that mindset, the uh, no pain, no gain, you know, every time you're out of the gym is detraining is, you know, a lot of the quotes that I've heard. And I think that's where this overtraining mentality comes from. The first thing I would say is that when you are working in a plan with a program, which I always highly recommend, I definitely recommend just going in there and seeing what happens, that you also have to plan out your rest and understand that larger muscle groups will also require more rest. So what do I mean about that? So let's compare, say, your arms versus your legs. Legs, you know, unless you're very out of proportion, will almost always be larger muscle groups. They will handle more weight. They will handle, you know, they're stronger, which means they also, you know, uh, most people's deadlift is greater than their bicep curl. So recovering from the deadlift, though, will take more time than recovering from their bicep curl. So if you are working with larger muscle groups, that will require more rest. If you're working with smaller muscle groups, such as like biceps, triceps, calves, uh, shoulders to some degree, you will need less time to recover for them and also for weights that are lower. So we can use kind of the bench press as an example compared to the deadlift where most people will deadlift significantly more weight than they bench press. So recovering from that bench press will take less time than it will for the deadlift, which also means that if you have a high stimulus exercise that you can't do it as often. You can't go into doing a heavy squat, heavy trap bar deadlift and doing that, you know, four or five times a week, you're going to, it's not going to go well, you'll be overtraining with some, you know, caveat exceptions, but that is definitely some that you have to make sure that you do the proper rest for, as well as doing the proper training for. I think one of the things, so when you have a plan, make sure that you also plan in when you will rest from that plan. A lot of the times if I do a four day a week workout, kind of the goal is to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for myself. Everyone's going to be a little different with their schedule, but because that gives me a day in the middle of the week that I'm recovering and also the weekend. So I'm making sure I have three days of recover and they're decently spread out. Again, it kind of depends on your schedule, what works for you. That's the type of scheduling that I like to do for my own workouts and I try to do with my clients. And I think also mentioning is the priority of quality over quantity is if you're doing too many exercises, it's overtraining and it also kind of focuses on like why are you there in the first place if you want to improve your squat or your deadlift or bench or chin-ups or whatever exercise you might be you really do want to do training that is specific to accomplishing those goals so if you're writing out a program and you're doing 10 11 12 you know amount of exercises there's only so much you can put in one workout that is specific to what your goal actually is, especially as you spread it out throughout the week. 
most of the training that I program is three to four days a week for my clients and about six exercises per workout. And that's just because I want the energy to be focused on what is most important for their goals instead of just how tired they could possibly get. Now, I want to mention over as well, so quality matters, I would say more than quantity. I would rather you be under-training than over-training because under-training just means that you would progress slower but still progress where those over-training has a lot more severe complications like getting sick or injured or burnt out. And I would rather have a workout where you didn't quite reach your max of stimulus as opposed to overreaching your max of stimulus. I also want to mention as well is that if you do have strength-specific goals or you know, building muscle-specific goals, those are you know two common ones that I focus on, you, we need to make sure that you're getting adequate sleep and adequate nutrition. And I understand that saying that is much easier than actually implementing it in your life. That's why if you have, if you have issues with that, I'd recommend working on it. But I would also say that if you know those aren't that great, I'll use myself as an example where I don't get very good sleep. That's always been kind of a problem. And for myself, I know that if I didn't get that well of a sleep, that going into the workout or recovering from the workout is going to be harder. So maybe I don't go as heavy that day. And that's okay. But I still want to get the workout. I wouldn't not go because you had bad sleep. Unless it's like extremely bad. But maybe you take that into account on the sense like, you know what, like I don't get very good rest or I know I'm not going to get very good rest. Maybe I want to take it a little bit lighter than expected to make sure that I recover properly. And so that this one workout doesn't mess up the rest of my workouts. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any issues with overtraining. You can find me at Training Strong Women right now, or you can find me on Twitter at Mark underscore Breeden. And if you are looking for coaching, I do have an online coaching program. I'm going to put the link in the episode details if you are interested in following a coaching program that will make sure you aren't overtraining. Let me know what you guys want to hear in future episodes, and thanks for listening.